Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the third episode of Struggle Circle by Style Circle. It's Naomi here, and this week I have with me Anna and Kaylee. Um, but we also have a new special guest this week, our art director, Alicia Chirilla, um, who's going to be joining us as we talk about mental health and self-care in the fashion industry. So why don't I let Alicia introduce herself? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm the art director of the Book by Style Circle, um, but I'm also a fourth-year fashion student, uh, fashion communications, um, co-president of the Fashion Union, and lots of extracurriculars. Um, yeah, graphic cool. designer, photographer. <laughs> Wearing yeah. all the hats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I guess we will just jump in um, and get started. Um, this week, we're going to be chatting all about self-care and kind of keeping your mental health in line as a busy fashion student. Um, so we're going to look at how you look after yourself, how we care for ourselves, and just keep ourselves grounded um, amid our very busy lives of constant running and hustling. As fashion creatives, we constantly have a million things on the go. So what do we all do to ensure that we don't do long-term damage to our mental and physical health? Very um, important. <laughs> very important. I'm currently feeling very overwhelmed. <laughs> there are three weeks left in the semester. And I graduate. graduate. Oh, God. That's French when they get you. That's when they get you. I'm like, mm, no, not ready. Not ready. <laughs> That's when real world starts, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've been told. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> see how it goes. Um, okay. So, I mean, we've all had our own kind of struggles with self-care and mental health. I mean, university is not the easiest thing to go through. Um, so how, yeah, how does everyone feel about where they're at right now? Or Well, I'll kick it off. One thing that I do, so to remind everyone, I'm working at the moment. One thing I do is, it sounds strange, but I do paint by numbers a lot. And um, it sounds childish, but it's a little bit like that whole trend that happened where it was like adult coloring books were the hot new thing. They were like coloring mon mandalas. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them in indigo, like just everywhere. Um, but I actually prefer, I think that's a little bit mundane and a little bit just too easy. It doesn't get your mind fully off of what you're doing because it's pretty simplistic. So I actually prefer paint by numbers and you can get adult versions. I was doing kind of like dollar store ones of like uh, horses and like flowers dolphins. and Dolphins. And dolphins. Actually, yeah, dolphins. Dolphins. And then I found there's this really cool art store. There's one location on the Danforth. It's called M Madoko, I think. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but um, they sell adult versions. So they take, p like, pictures by Picasso and Monet and and put them onto a little kind of cardboard canvas and take all the color out, obviously, and s put lines on it with color, with little – everyone knows how paint-by-numbers work, so I don't need to <laughs> yeah. explain it. Um, we would hope that you know yes. how paint-by-numbers work Guys, if you're listening. so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I do that, and it takes me, like, three days to complete if I do it, like, for a couple hours a day. And I do it at my cottage a lot, and it's so therapeutic. But recently, because I'm working, I don't know – if you guys find this in the summers, not having homework really changes your life oh my God, for yeah. the better. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. so crazy being able to go to work at 10 and leave it or 9 if you're 9 to 5. But I'm 10 to 6. Go to work at 10 and leave at 6 and then drive home or take the subway home and think to yourself, 
So now the world is my oyster for the next (laughs) six hours before I go to bed. This is amazing. So that helps. But, you know, whenever I'm in exams, sometimes I'll just take like a couple hours out of the day to do paint by numbers. And it really seems to do the trick. What about you guys? I find, I mean, I'm not super creative in that kind of traditional sense where I've also just been too busy to go out and actually like buy a coloring book or like a painting <laughs> by numbers kind of kit. That's why you have backups. Yeah, I think I need to kind of amp up my stash of self-care goodies. Um, but I'm a big reader, which is probably shocking considering I've had to read so much for school. But I actually find reading for personal... Like fictional? Uh, I actually really like nonfiction mm-hmm. and kind of like this is going to sound super lame, but like philosophy kind of related stuff. Like I've gotten really into the whole like Joan Didion realistic kind of narrative where she writes essays about actual things she struggled with in her life. Yeah. Human condition. Um, I'm in the middle of essays against everything by Mark Greif right now. You've Mm. probably seen it on Instagram. It's got this like really cute kind of postmodern painting kind of cover. Cool. Um, and he basically just writes these really high-level intellectual essays challenging all of our traditional kind of ideas about the world. Um, and that really sucks me in. I find mm-hmm. I don't actually connect with fiction that much because my brain knows that it's not real. Um, <laughs> so you're like, you're lying to me. Yeah, yeah or I'm like, this fake. character doesn't exist in the real world. Like, this would never happen. She would never say that. So you're like, a cynic. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, like, I'm such a cynic and I need my reading to actually give me practical kind of support in my life or be able to read something and be like, oh, okay, that would actually fly in the real world. I'm going to remember that for later. Um, Obviously, I haven't been reading that much lately um, because it is the end of the semester and I have so much other stuff to do. But honestly, Other stuff to read. Other stuff to read that's not personal. um, But sitting in a bath with a face mask on and a book is just probably like my ultimate zen time and I find that setting that time aside either on weekends um mostly on weekends is kind of how I help myself recharge Kaylee what about you yeah I was gonna say I'm reading this book it's called damned it's by the author of fight club and it's it's actually really cool but it's more on the fictional side it's just it's basically about this teenage girl who dies and goes to hell and it's just kind of Whoa. conceptualizing Whoa. what hell actually would be. So it's be. a little bit of a mix between mm. like Yeah, so it's kind of philosophical, kind of philosophical, fictional, right. kind of like, it has a lot of crisis. existential yeah. <laughs> like concepts and thinkings in it and that's that gets me like right out of my mind. That's so funny because <laughs> awesome. with stuff like that, I've asked every Christmas for some reason I think to myself I'm going to be really intellectual now Mm. so I ask for books similar to what you guys are describing and then it because a lot of the topics are things that worry me in real life anyway it brings me back into my problems more Mm. than so I read Harry Potter (laughs) Harry Potter is good like there's nothing wrong with Harry Potter I'm a big fan of fantasy just like give me give me something impossible and I'll be there for it Alicia what about you yeah, I'm listening to all these things. I mean, I, I, I think the biggest thing for me is balance um, and finding balance. I don't know if it's just my personality. I've always been like a really busy person. So um, I always like to stay really busy. Um, 
I mean, you mentioned in the summer and you you feel like you get to relax and stuff. And maybe it's also just because I haven't had very um, interesting or stimulating jobs in the past summers. But I find summer, I always, I don't look forward to summer just because I don't have so much going on and I don't have all these creative juices flowing. I mean, while the school year is busy, I'm always doing things and creating things and involved. Um, Yeah, so... I, I mean, I try different things. I do read a lot. I've always read. But again, it becomes sort of like an escapism. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, a lot of times in the summer especially, that affects my mental health in a bad way. Because right. I go down this tunnel and I get this kind of obsession. I mean, I, I read Flowers in the Attic last summer and I read like that whole series. And I got super, super down. So much so that I went back to my therapist because I got so like down and into it. And I was also like, I had a super unstimulating job and I was just like in this book. So for me, it's about finding that balance because I think the more I'm like, I'm just thinking about this sitting here with you guys. Cause, um, I think I get the most kind of stress relief from creating, but creating, I don't know, in a, like, digital illustration, I get, like, just, like, doing portraits and stuff. That stuff, just, it'll calm me down, but mm-hmm. I'm still creating something. Yeah. I'm not just coloring. I tried the coloring book thing. Yeah, it doesn't It work. was not for me. I think I got that Vogue coloring book, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this will be so much fun. It was yeah. not... I got one me. for Christmas and I still haven't used it. I'm yeah. like, this is cute, but like, it's no. Fun to have, Pass but it along. I just, yeah. 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 Have it. Thank you. No, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. I derive a lot of um, stress relief from creating, but like being productive. Yeah. I feel yeah. best when I've, when I like, for example, if I sleep in and I know that I've, either canceled yes. or just slept up a plan fuck, yeah it makes me feel worse than if i had yeah. had to wake up at nine yeah and yeah. done it and exactly when so you're wasting time and yeah. just like which is kind of comforting thinking that you're gonna graduate for me it's like when i took the year off i was freaking out that you know i'd be behind and all this all this stress that comes along with like taking a year off but then i was like it feels good to know that i can still feel validated and productive even though I'm not like getting grades back or producing work that's gonna Mm -hmm. you know make me feel complete like even though nothing that I'm doing at work is I mean it's helping my company but personally I'm not getting anything out of it except a paycheck it's still nice to feel that that is it's worth it's worth something right yeah yeah which worried me that finding the right job and yeah. like working in the right industry that like could be totally yeah. also this isn't for everybody but I'm a big advocate of just venting your problems yeah. like the other day I just <laughs> sat down with two of my best podcast. friends yeah yeah and Why we, we just <laughs> we just spent a solid two hours complaining about stuff that yeah. we just we had to get out because it's it was really driving helpful. me insane yeah. or even just I'll wake up in the middle of the night because I'm just stressed and I'll just wake up like you know when you have those dreams where you didn't hand in an assignment or you get lost looking for an exam I'll just wake up and be like I need to just get it out and I'll just write oh cool I'll write out my problems and that kind of helps just settle that Mm -hmm. situation for me in the moment just to get it out and then I'm like okay I've dealt with this I can move on yeah and my mom like so also to kind of add back to my own background where I'm coming from from this podcast is I still live at home so I've spent the last four years commuting to university I've maintained my home life I still live with my mom my stepdad my brother so for me like 
every day when I come home from school, like, even if it's at 10 or 11 o'clock, my mom's always waiting up for me to, like, hear about my day. And she's like, what's going on? How are you? That's so nice. And sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I had the worst day. Like, I'm so annoyed. I'm so stressed out. Or just, like, people are pissing me off. And even it takes, like, 20, 25 minutes for me to just recap my day to her. And I automatically feel so much better because I'm now like, okay, somebody else knows about my problems. It's not just, like inside me um and even that in and of itself aside from the stereotypical like oh put on a face mask or paint your nails or go shopping and which also helps by the way (laughs) all of those totally help i am a face mask junkie um i will spend copious amounts of money on face masks um, (laughs) but even just like the super simple things like venting to my mom or having coffee with a friend where you can just shit talk about the same things and know that you're having the same experience it's a nice release so because you also don't want to let that build up and build up and build mm-hmm. up and to the point where you go can't deal with it, it anymore yeah. and it just mm-hmm. consumes your life and everything you try to do well going yeah. off that it's interesting that i totally vent to my mom all the time and it's it like you guys are saying for me it's having a person that you know is like a stress release person for you. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm obsessed with my mom. So mm-hmm. I can talk to her Ditto. about anything. Yeah. I can talk to her about anything for hours and it's it's great. And so I think having a person, it doesn't even need to be like related to you, mm-hmm. obviously. Like as you're saying, go for coffee with your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um or like Skype call someone. Yeah, obviously have someone not where you feel all comfortable. of us are gonna have like our parents at close access yeah um yeah a lot of you listening probably are away from home and you know can't go home and like hug your problems out to your mom (laughs) um but phone calls are amazing like we text like crazy on these things but we forget sometimes that you can actually voice dial people and have a skype call and sometimes that's helpful too it could totally be a friend like zoya has become that for me that i'm like (laughs) Mm -hmm. i need to come over we need to watch gossip girl and i need to complain with me right now (laughs) yeah like yesterday we spent three hours going through like um the zodiac meanings of everyone's personality oh, being like why is this person this way like oh and my then God. I, I just oh it's so God. silly i don't even like fully believe in it but i was just like i spent three hours just talking to her about this stuff and felt so much better after yeah. that it was it was crazy yeah i mean i definitely like the venting and just like i bonded since first year i think that's how <laughs> i made like half my friends yeah it's just us bonding over the fact that we were having these stresses together just in the labs complaining about seam ripping that's how you make real friendships even like to this day i'll I'll go into like the kerr hall computer lab and i see someone who's in fourth year and then we're just like how's thesis how's thesis and we just i hate my life everything that's going wrong and then we just bond over it together um but also like going on um talking to your mom and stuff i mean i definitely I'm going through this busy year and like so many stresses that I'm not used to with thesis. Um, I'm I'm not used to going to your <laughs> sorry yeah my like, so I don't have I live at I've moved out five five years ago now wow. um, and I haven't had my mom there but phone call I sometimes you get so wrapped up in what you're doing that I forget to just like call yeah. in check in and well, the past like accessible to you yeah so you have and to think about this it. past yeah. week I've called her twice and I didn't realize how much I valued it because it's 
after those phone calls, she just like wants to talk about things and wants yeah. to like mm-hmm. make things hear better you, and yeah. hear what hear whatever's happening. And then she's offering. She's like, oh, you know, I can edit your interviews for you. I'm like, oh, think it's so sweet. sweet. You can't because <laughs> I need to do it. But it's so sweet yeah. that you yeah. you want to you like want help, to help alleviate my stress and like you're like listening to me yeah. and like yeah. I didn't realize how much I value it because I've gone so long without it yeah. and like yeah. gotten used to kind of maintaining Not my stress it. like I inwards. Can't imagine that it's like. Obviously, mm-hmm. when someone lives in your house, mm-hmm. even if it's like a roommate and not your your mom or your dad, whoever it is for you that you normally go to, it's like crazy. I've never even thought about when I move out having to now. Normally, I would talk to no. Now I talk to my mom every day. Having to instead call and that's an mm-hmm. extra thing that I have to do and to fit in rather yeah. than I go home and I'm and she's, she's just there. there. Yeah, um, I've and, definitely yeah. thought about that too because it I am me. close to moving out. <laughs> And I'm scared. Like, I've told my mom numerous times, I'm like, you're going to have Skype dinners with me on Wednesday nights. I'm going to come <laughs> home on Sundays. Like, we're going to do our laundry together. I'm going to hear about your yeah. week. Like, I cannot live without my mom. So I'm like, you're not getting rid of me just because I'm not going to be under this roof. But it is yeah. a really yeah. kind of daunting thought. To it's think hard that sometimes. I may come home one day and like. The you're space is just mine, just... and my mom's not there. Well, I got calling in... at random times too. I mean, no, I'll just be sure. in the grocery store, and I'm yeah. talking to my mom. And like, yeah. okay, mom, like, what vegetables should yeah. I get for dinner tonight? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's healthy? Yeah. Well, the green ones. <laughs> when I I got onto Exchange, and I didn't end up going, but because um, I wanted to do at Mass X, mm. shout out. But um, <laughs> I would I got into Copen like I my city was Copenhagen, and before. Um, when I was deciding if I was going to go, I said to my mom, I was like, I don't know if I can like be away from you for six months. I just, and she's like, well, we'll have Skype dates like every evening before you go to bed <laughs> as though you do now. And I was like, except mom. that I'm going to be seven hours or something yeah. ahead of you. She's like, I'll bring my webcam to work. I'll put it on my work computer. I was Aww. like, this is the greatest human being ever. <laughs> yeah, my parents, going, my parents God, live in <laughs> Poland, so it's the same kind of time oh difference situation. Oh, my god! But so we just kind of text because nice. it's it's just easier. Like yeah. if they're fast yeah. asleep, I don't try to call them and wake them up in the middle of the night and be like, yeah. what do I do for this art project? Do yeah. I do this one or do I do this one? So I'll mm-hmm. just like text my dad a picture and then he'll answer whenever he can. And it's yeah. just like creating that habit. Yeah. It almost becomes like a pen pal in the in Well, because it's just sense. all about adaptation. Humans are very adaptable. Yeah. And so if you're put in a situation where that's your new reality, then you you adapt to it, right? Like mm-hmm. I was in Europe for a month and I was, I mean, I was with my friends and I was basically like partying for a month. And even <laughs> then on my I was going with my friend Haley and we were on the plane and we were like, we're about to have the best time, but we still were nervous because neither of us, I mean, she went away to school, but it was just weird thinking that you're now going to be away from your family for a a month. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really hadn't ever done it. And within two days, we were not even within the six hour flight. We were like, oh, this is our new reality for the next month. Like it's we're all about adaptation. And it's a big adjustment deciding what you want to do with this new independence, Mm -hmm. like how you're going to balance it. Now Mm -hmm. I have to buy food for myself, do my own laundry, and like budget, I need to and yeah. clean your own clothes. Yeah. And the dishes don't clean themselves. Also exactly. knowing that whoever your support system is is literally just a phone call away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just like having that comfort. Yeah, having absolutely. dogs is great. We currently have a dog with us right now and it's just 
making me support so comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, one of the other things I do is just like my dog sleeps with me um, when I go to bed and he kind of makes his rounds to the two other bedrooms. And that's just a really comforting idea. Also, beauty routines really make me comfortable and really make me feel stress-free. I know, Naomi, you're the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having a skincare routine that you stick to or, like, buying a new serum. I just got the Glossier Super Bounce. And oh I bought I that and it started. So it's so good. I started using it. And I was like, this, even this makes me happy. It makes me feel stress-free. Yeah, yeah I got rosehip oil the other day, and now mm. I feel like... Yeah. I've, I've made it. I've the done entire, it. I've been an adult. Yeah, the entire rose line by Fresh Beauty, like oh, their yeah. rose okay. face masks. They have the face mask. They have a rose toner, and they have a rose scented eye cream. I literally own them all. I purchased <laughs> the mask probably three times, and it comes in this giant tub. Yeah, and it's honestly like some of you out there listening may think that you know this is very materialistic for us being able to find happiness in these inanimate objects, but honestly. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Who the Buying fuck things makes me happy, yeah. and these things are the shit. And rose is honestly one of the most comforting, relaxing scents I yeah. think I could probably ever have in well, my life. Going back to, I was, and I'm cool with it. I was going back. I was yesterday, as I said, go, looking through the zodiac sign explanations, kind of. And I'm a uh, Virgo, and one of the this website had really interesting, kind of like it'd be like your something you like to do, um, things you don't like to do, and it became really specific. So for Virgo, it was like um, taking a bath or taking a shower with aromatherapy soaps, which is so specific. That's really Normally niche. these websites are yeah. like, Virgos are organized, practical. Um, More traits. Yeah. Logical thinking. And, <laughs> but very broad ideas. And yeah. this was like, <clears throat> this was like aromatherapy soaps. Um Another one I saw was like, oh, now I can't even think of it. It was just, it was so specific. It was hilarious. And is it true? Yes. (laughs) And what's crazy is my dad is a Capricorn and um, he, his thing said like very broad things. And then all of a sudden it was just motorcycles, leather, which is if anyone knew my dad, he has three motorcycles. (laughs) We all have leathers because his motorcycles were two seater. And so... That was so accurate and so random. That's not even a personality trait. That's an no, object. That's like <laughs> and it, they associated that to the sign Capricorn, and I just thought it was crazy. So it's just finding the circle. thing that makes yeah. you happy or yeah. that you yeah. feel is your thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I know from experience, um, one of the things my therapist suggested. I'm going to be very open with this. Yeah. When I was like having hard times. Um, she suggested like when you get up like put on makeup and not just like not just because sit in it like like, sit in your it's just something to do when you get up and some way to be productive right when you wake up and then like even it's not about putting on a full face of makeup but just Mm -hmm. like you look good you feel good I I mean even when I when I'm feeling a little down you like you know you put on a yeah, little bit yeah. of makeup and you, you feel a little bit of better yeah. like Get even if it's just like a yeah. tinted moisturizer and some mm-hmm. mascara you still feel a little bit better because you were being productive mm-hmm. and you're putting a little bit of your best self forward yeah for um sure. and yeah i listened to a podcast yesterday actually about that about that topic and um Basically, one of the girls said it's the Lady Lovin' podcast. It's really good. They were talking oh, about yeah, mental health. So hilarious. Mm. And um, one of the girls said that her therapist said the exact same thing. It was 
makeup, but it was also getting up. And even if you're not leaving your house that day, changing out of your, let's say you wore sweatpants to bed, changing out of them yeah. into even different sweatpants. Yeah. Making the change, like a single change right when you get up to mm-hmm. make, it's like getting validation and feeling stress relief through, um, you know, being productive like we yeah. were talking about. I'm similar. I think if I, when I get up and I basically sit in bed like watching Netflix, if it's a Saturday, I feel, feel worse. Gross. Yeah, I yeah. feel worse than if I like at least just got up and showered and put mm. back, put your pajamas or, like, back brushing on. brushing your teeth. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. cannot explain to you how much more of a Satis, human yeah. I feel once Satis, I brushed my teeth. Yeah, and it's from it. such a simple thing. We should all be brushing our teeth. Yeah. But PSA. To, to do it. <laughs> also floss. Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Oral health is important, people. Okay. As PSA. you didn't know already. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, even the simplest thing like brushing your teeth or washing your face, mm-hmm. I find just helps me feel like, okay, I'm going to be productive today. I have something to do. Even if it's not something big or I don't have to go anywhere, changing out of the clothes you slept in, making your bed, having a cup of coffee and just kind of making the mental decision to do something different is so helpful sometimes. Well, when you're feeling down, those tasks that are so menial and every day seem like such big things for you to do. They seems like so hard, like, oh, I have to get up. I have to go wash my face or like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to. I'm just not going to. And that ends up making you feel worse because you don't feel good physically. And like, and then yeah. you're asking yourself, why yeah. can't I just get out of bed and do this one yeah, and it's easy, just simple a bit thing? Of a cycle. So if you really push yourself to do those small things, then moving forward in your day, you're going to feel better. I mean, I always working this semester, I haven't had that many classes. And so I'm spending a lot of time at home. I'm not a design student, so it's everything's on my computer. So I don't need to go to school. I just need my laptop. And so I'm sitting on my green couch a lot, just doing my graphic design work. And I have to find ways to like to make myself productive. Sometimes it's about sometimes I'll move downstairs and sit at the kitchen table and then I'll move back and sit on a different couch and it's mm-hmm. moving around the house. And or then like some, just get up and go to Starbucks and then yeah, come home again. Yeah, leaving the house. Go, go awesome. out and just it's like an go office for a walk. Job. Yeah. Um, go get a coffee somewhere. A lot of times I've ended up spending a lot of stu- money on Tim Hortons just because I'm like, well, it's a cheap way for me to get out of the house. Just go get a coffee and go sit somewhere else just for like two hours. And then you come back feeling refreshed because you also get in a headspace a claustrophobic headspace almost if you spend too much time in the same place and don't leave the house and that's also not healthy well i was gonna ask do you guys get feel stress from we've been talking a lot about feeling stress because of some kind of event or i mean a tangible thing you can think of that is causing the stress but do you also get stress from doing out like nothing because i kind of do yeah, yeah absolutely like, or if or if I, my room is yeah. messy that kind like, of just yeah. builds on it related to actual any ta- like output of yeah. yours where you'll get kind of a consequence from not doing yeah. it or something yeah. i sometimes will get stressed from just knowing that i was even if I have nothing due and it's not like I feel bad because I didn't do something Mm -hmm. just sitting and being like well I could have done I could have figured out something to do yeah you know at that point I feel like it transitions from stress to worrying too much just completely overthinking everything which I do way too often I know I know this is an issue I have but it's also really hard to stop myself when I start doing that because mm-hmm. it's just kind of as it kind of just snowballs on itself. Yeah, totally. And going back to what Alicia was saying earlier about 
um, you know, summers being difficult because you don't have the million things going on that you normally do in the school year. I completely relate to that. Um, the past couple of summers, I've worked at a corporate office full time, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yeah. So not creatively stimulating. I'm also a very productive person in terms of multitasking. So I normally have five to seven yeah, things <laughs> on the go at any given point. Yep. So sitting at a desk and doing one task for an entire day just sucked the life out of me. Like seems kind of like a waste. But it also, even though I'm getting paid, it seemed like such a waste. And I would actually get... A waste of your potential also, yeah. probably. Yeah. And it just actually caused so much kind of inner anxiety because yes. even though I was, you know, making good money and, you know, acting like an adult, air quotes, um, I was looking back on my days and weeks and weekends being like, okay, so what did I actually accomplish? I do that sometimes where what I'm like, what did I do have today? I done? I would or become even... so tired yeah. just from yeah. not being mentally stimulated and get home and just be like, I'm exhausted because yeah. I've done nothing today. And there's so I many actually get awful. more tired when I do less yes. than when yeah. I'm doing a million things. Well, I think yeah. it's probably because really you're releasing mm -hmm. fewer endorphins, but because um, you're not, you know, excited yeah. by what you're doing. But some yeah. days I'll have a full day of work and then think back and think really what did I do yeah I mean I completed things but it would it's all random projects that just pop up instead yeah. of maybe a goal at work that I'm yeah. trying to reach yeah and that frustrates me so much because I'm like you it can't just seems pinpoint silly. your contribution yeah, yeah. I want to actually ask you guys and shift a little bit um how do you think school and this industry respond to stress so personally I mean in the summer I had a huge stress in my life um and you know I felt like socially I got the um comfort that I needed um and my dad was sick basically and I got the comfort I needed socially but at work I mean being in a lower level you you get obviously people f feel empathetic towards you but I got a week off work and it wasn't it didn't seem like very much. And I guess I'm wondering how you guys feel at school, at least. I mean, I haven't been in school this year. If things external to you happen that cause stress, have people been like, how do you deal with it? I think. And how do people deal with you yeah, afterwards? I think the industry question is really interesting because I've definitely noticed it in my work um working for different fashion companies and you know attempting to freelance and all that kind of stuff unsuccessfully whatever <laughs> um <laughs> moving on is and even looking at kind of the bigger picture of all these creative directors moving around and leaving and jumping through fashion and all this kind of thing it's a really unforgiving industry for even though life happens that. to everyone mm -hmm. yeah, which is the crazy part it's yeah. really unforgiving to just life in general um i find a lot of the fashion professionals that i encounter get so caught up in the work that they're doing to as the point it's more important than other yeah as if it's more things. important than your mental health than your yeah. physical health than eating on time than seeing your family than you know having things outside of work and sometimes i just sit back and i look and i'm like okay a this is cruel <laughs> b we're also not saving the world doing what we do i mean yeah. we all love fashion like yes clothing and fashion and art has a huge, huge business. economic power and it has huge emotional power 
um, on us, clothes make us feel great, all of that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like we're not doing open heart surgery. We're not (laughs) curing cancer or stopping climate change. It's like we're putting beautiful dealing with gun control. Yeah. Like we're not doing any of those (laughs) things. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who is um, standing on that. Um, But yeah, it just it's an interesting thing to think of when you experience these lack of supports from an industry-wide perspective, but then you also compare that to the work that's being done. And it's like, okay, I get that you love your job and you love what you're doing, but you also need to have a life and be healthy and look after yourself. And sometimes I feel like there isn't enough space Mm -hmm. in the industry as a whole to do that. I feel like it's that economic kind of drive that fashion has. It's really starting to make it such a cold and unforgiving industry. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's slowly transitioning into something that's all about the money and you're just expected to produce to get to the bottom line, which ultimately is making more money because at the end of the day, it is a billion dollar industry. And I feel like everyone's aware of that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we, we, we go from becoming people and like, humans to becoming human capital yeah and and producers and you know we always talk glamorously about i'm a fashion creator and all of this stuff and it's like yeah you're a creator but how good is what you're creating if you're not in a good place to create it from it really like changed my perspective when i went through what i did knowing that this kind of understanding only lasts for a really short period of time when what is happening to you probably is going to last for a lot longer than kind of a week a week week. (laughs) like I'm sorry who thinks that you're gonna overcome something like you did in a week it's like I mean I get you can't and also I found out that legally you can only take like four days off which is crazy but um so you got one more day yeah (laughs) thanks for the generosity just it is what it is in a way but it's also like shouldn't we try to make changes to just make people feel more supported. It's strange. I mean, obviously it depends on the stressor, the the, the severity of the stressor, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and and the context that you're in. But yeah. it just it really opened my eyes to like, wow, it's kind of each every man for himself. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a bit discouraging thinking yeah. that that's what you're going into. I guess, but at the same time, I mean, as you move higher up in whatever hierarchy you're in for example my mom was able to like work from home and and whatever and obviously she's built up that ability over years and so maybe it'll change as you move on up in the industry but yeah it just really opened my eyes yeah I think that just being lower in that kind of chain of command yeah the people above you just see you as kind of indispensable no disposable and that kind of ties into what we were talking about in the last episode too about your rights in the workplace whether you're a creative or not um and And knowing them knowing your rights knowing that you're allowed to take an eating break and a bathroom break and that you don't have to work 13 hours a day and yeah this kind I of mean, thing. it's just maybe in, you do, but you get paid overtime. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. get breaks in between to totally. compensate for that. Um, it's definitely, I think, an industry culture that needs to be shifted. Well, I think just because it's so competitive, first even making it in the industry. So once you finally get that job, especially as young people, we don't want to do anything to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And because it's so competitive, 
and being so indispensable they could if you mess up or you you need some a break they'll just bring someone else in mm-hmm. who can do your job and you don't want to let go of opportunities in that way mm-hmm. and that's also not a good attitude for the industry to have that um, because everyone wants to make it in fashion so once you do have that small little sliver of opportunity you don't want to give that up so there's also this mentality of I have to be available whenever um, wherever mm-hmm. and For I whatever. have to be perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. this perfection that needs to be attained because if you fuck up someone else will come in well, yeah. I think it's good we're talking about this because eventually we'll be the people running Hopefully. Hopefully. So maybe if we feel this way now, as long as we don't forget about it, which I know is kind of difficult, I'm sure everyone starts out being like, I'm going to be a better boss boss and a better person (laughs) when I, whatever. But hopefully if we feel this way now and we continue to discuss it, when we get to that point, if someone comes to us who's maybe like an intern or an entry level employee and they come to us with something, We'll be able to have that kind of understanding. Just empathy yeah. is always good. I mean, good. hopefully, yeah. I mean, things yeah. can change. And maybe by the time we get there, things might have changed. But mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. And I feel like it's something that's ingrained in us from the beginning of, like, university. Yeah. yeah. Because even... Especially re- our generation, it's yeah. really shifted. I remember Teachers in the orientation they- where they did the whole, welcome, guys, mm-hmm. here's this super low acceptance rate that you got, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And also, be prepared that a lot of you will drop out. Yeah. yeah. Literally, it's first kind day of, of orientation, they were like, 50% of you won't be here on your fourth year. It's yeah. interesting, like, though, well, because... Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I've felt that I feel that way as well but I also have the perception that our generation had teachers at least I did where they were very touchy-feely a lot more much more than our parents had where people cared a lot more about how we felt about everything and so maybe we're starting to make that change where yes they still have to tell us like 50% of you won't make it and maybe they don't need to say that but because I mean it's going to give some people the attitude of like well why try Mm -hmm. but I've got to say that I felt a lot of support through university of like mental health is important. I mean, Bell Let's Talk Day isn't very old and that's like catered to our generation. So maybe, I mean, I know my mom says this all the time. She's like, your generation is is supposed to be the, everyone looks to you to like solve climate change and solve this and solve that and solve the every environmental problem. I mean, like the idea that like recycling bins on the streets are within our lifetime is... A kind of step. it's a big step it's shocking but it's also kind of nice so maybe we're going to be part of that generation hopefully i think a lot mm-hmm. of people expect us to be anyway yeah. so maybe and I, I think we kind of expect ourselves to be too totally. i mean i know that i've definitely had experiences um in university and in the workplace that i'm like if i'm ever in charge i don't ever want to treat somebody the way that i just got treated mm-hmm. or have the experience that i just had um so yeah hopefully when we are of that age and in those positions to make powerful decisions we remember that Mm -hmm. um but i think we definitely from a generational standpoint have a higher probability of making those changes and benefiting other people i think we just have the privilege of being more aware because we have internet we have all these we're also privileged enough to be at university too which teaches you a lot my mom and dad told me this growing up all the time they're like you have so much more than we had and and we did i mean we did, basically they did their best to do positive things so if we have the resources more readily available to us there's really no reason why we couldn't yeah, yeah. it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, now a question about choice making yeah. the choice yeah 
connecting the kind of culture back to the fashion industry specifically, I mean, I just wonder in this movement of fast fashion where like the fashion cycle has become so much smaller yeah. and thus there's so much it's a smaller window of production time, which means you have to produce content mm -hmm. a lot quicker. So it's now it used to be every six months of fashion cycle. And now it's three months. Mm -hmm. So not only as designers, but just as like people in the industry, we're having to create content so much quicker. Yeah. And so True. that in itself, just the nature of how quickly fashion is produced it's now, it's yeah. creating a a stressful industry yeah yeah and i mean it's not just us that are experiencing this like mm -hmm. we've all seen the news every couple weeks of new creative directors leaving major houses it's like a musical chairs like literally the last four years has been a musical chairs and you don't know who's going to be leading which brand and a lot of the creative directors that i've seen um have like point blank come out and said like I cannot handle the speed and the stress. Um, Raph well, Simmons leaving Dior was like, yeah. I love this house. I love the things that it stands for, but I cannot create beautiful things in four and a half weeks yeah. Yeah. or like two or three months. Like you can't create meaningful things when you're under such a time pressure. Mm -hmm. That's completely understandable too. I mean, realistically, the creative process, in quotation marks, whatever you want to call it, you, you need time to make it something that you're proud of. Yeah. Like, I know that when I try to finish an assignment for a class the day before it's due, I'm mm -hmm. never as proud of it as if I take, let's say, the week mm -hmm. that I have yeah. to do it and, and you finish do, like, it. And you like, multiple well, edit rounds. Yeah. Well, also, if, how are you supposed to plan your life? Like, mm -hmm. if you keep feeling like you're going to have to find a new job every four years, how are you supposed to, like... Even just the big life things like buying a house and having kids and stuff like that. How are you supposed to plan around that if you're always worried that there's going to be a new job you have to apply for and mm -hmm. adapt to and a new kind of just all of it? It's unrealistic. That's why I, I kind of like companies like TJX, for example, because they have this saying like a lot of their employees are lifers. And that's kind of nice. It's going back a little bit to like how our parents and grandparents but looked to about like thought about working mm -hmm. where you started a company and you're there until you retire. And although it might be mundane for some people, I talked about last episode, I think uh, how I like kind of routine. And I think for me anyway, I prefer that it may not be that realistic in kind of the real fashion industry rather than the more corporate fashion industry. But you know, teach their own, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost like they try to get people to sacrifice one thing for the other. Yeah. Like, even if, even just watching The Devil Wears Prada, which we all kind of assume is, has some realistic value to it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, the, the main character, she has no personal life because no. she's all involved yeah. in her work. But, but her boyfriend was also an asshole, let's just be real. Yeah. Like, he was not sensitive to her, her work. Her let's kids are... Her kids. <laughs> yeah. Hotness does not make up for being a terrible True. person. No, it does not. <laughs> but but she's revered but she as this like fashion mogul, and it's yeah. because she was sacrificing she realizes at the this end, part of her life. Yeah. yeah, Which is comforting. Yeah, yeah. She notices yeah. at life the end like, where she's Every come. movie has a point, and that clearly was the Point, but every life isn't like a movie. True. So that's yeah, when you true. have to kind of catch yourself yeah, in your true. mistakes. In kind of bringing this back to a campus-specific kind of context, I know, Alicia, we wanted you a part of this discussion because of the amazing work you've done with the Fashion Union and trying to add supports to fashion students on campus. Um, 
how have you kind of, like what kind of made you realize that that was something that fashion students needed and you know if students feel like they're overwhelmed or can't cope with things on their own are there things you suggest or places you suggest people should go to kind of like I, I know I'm putting you yeah. on the spot now but like you've done some really cool work yeah. with the yoga classes with the fashion union um, not necessarily as successful as yeah but, but the sentiment is everything there. everything's a process I think yeah. um I mean it originated just from um, my own experiences in first year and just like my own mental health struggles and then in second or third year um we I was on the fashion union and we had kind of this uprising, I guess, um, within with our students going to our faculty and complaining about the the lack of accommodation, the lack of understanding in terms of like mental wellness in general. Um, and so with the chair, um, we made it a mandate to kind of improve. And of course, this is a process again um, and it's about introducing little things so the first thing we did was we revamped the fashion lounge because um, it was gross and you, half half of like how you feel is your atmosphere totally um, yeah. and we like so many people spend so much time in the fashion lounge um, so we wanted that atmosphere to be something that was welcoming and um invigorating I guess mm -hmm. uplifting um, uh, yeah nice. yeah yeah so we made it colorful we added plants um that's huge we um I mean we had a very limited budget and still under process but just painting in general just brightened it up so mm -hmm. much um then we had this mandate and this this is all very new stuff which is surprising considering like how intense our program has always been yeah. and how it's long kind it's of gone on heralded for. yeah for being it's so it's intense. kind of silly thinking back that this has only really been a mandate starting this year wow and um how even so we barely got much of a response from the faculty which is a little frustrating but um we started voga with tanya white um and she is like a certified yoga teacher and we wanted to have yoga nights too um, so we rented out a room in the Mac, um, and people could just come and enjoy free yoga. Um, some people came, it was a little far for others and yeah, we, near the end, I think no one came, not even our own fashion union, which is a little frustrating, mm -hmm. but it's, it's hard to convince people, even ourselves. Especially when you've um, gone into the program knowing yeah, that that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. How do you prioritize your own mental wellness when it's a matter of finishing my evening wear yeah. or going to this voga, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, why don't I just take a break and have something to eat? Some people don't even do that. Yeah. Um, we tried a fashions, fashions Night in, mm -hmm. um, which we had like a coffee night and we had free food, free coffee, music. Um, again, some people came out to that. It wasn't as successful as we would have liked. It was... Um, yeah, I don't know. wasn't as successful, but we made moves in the right direction mm -hmm. um, and just kind of started the discussion. I think also having this discussion was half the reason that we got the 20%. Um, it used to be that if you handed an assignment late, you just got a zero. Um, and then Even they introduced minutes. this. Unbearably Even 10 minutes. Like, yeah. You had that experience. Especially when yeah. something's worth like 30% of yeah. your grade. Um, and after a certain while, you just like stopped 
caring as much about yeah. grades, of course, um, and you become a little cynical. But um, they introduced this 20% for an extra week, which is so ridiculous. But it's movement, and mm-hmm. it's like a step in the right direction. So then maybe it'll become yeah. like a couple yeah. percent per day instead. Yeah. It's just, it's even the response we got from the faculty. Half the faculty don't even know who the fashion course union is, and I, well, I, I know my own say, my own prof didn't know what the fashion course union was. Well, I was, like, I was just oh going to say it's like if you like you said if it's the question of finishing evening wear versus going to like a yoga class. If they aren't done their project, they're not going to go to the yoga class mm-hmm. because they're not supported by the faculty with in terms exactly. of making that decision. Yeah. The faculty's not going to say, "Well, you really maybe needed." I mean. Yeah. How much can we expect? But at the same time, it's like that needs to be at least a thought in the faculty's mind where it's like maybe this person will maybe I'll just give this person a day because they were struggling so much that they had to yeah. go and do like yoga. Yeah. 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 Like, but it also boggles my mind. Or they had to go mind. and like, part- like do something on campus. Like, yeah. you know, it kind of boggles my mind, though, that like, I mean, we're in creative industries. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've always had the policy that it's five percent per day. So, I mean, and if that you should need, just be university wide. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's strange that it's of, per program. Yeah. And that was what was kind of super surprising to me when I started really getting to know the fashion students through being on Style Circle and having these conversations and seeing some of my closest friends like struggling to meet these deadlines. And I'm like, dude, just take a couple extra hours, like hand it in tomorrow. You're only going to lose five percent. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> like if I don't hand it in now, I get a zero point blank. And I'm like, what, what? the heck? And it's yeah. just like, I mean, people are afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and that's half the because struggle. Because the industry is so competitive. Yeah. And just, you almost feel like you shouldn't complain. Like having discussions about it. They make it so difficult, um, even with requirements for things that are happening outside your life and mm-hmm. like getting academic help with that. Yeah. They make it. It's they make it difficult and so you're afraid to ask afraid to talk about it well like even just getting support is like so unclear I find on campus like I don't like if I had any problem whatsoever I wouldn't know where to go even with like if you're even things like if you're sick during during an exam I mean they send out like how to deal with it but Mm -hmm. I'm I just it just all seems very like vague, yeah. and, and it's a lot of paperwork on purpose from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. to the yeah. point yeah. where well, it's a bureaucracy, right? That's yeah. the point. And that and the other yeah. thing, and like it's like the government. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a whole other topic. Yeah. I mean, they do have therapy on campus. You have to sometimes wait, um, wait a while to get in, but it is available and it's free, and um, you can sign up for regular sessions once you finally kind of get in. Um, and I do know people who have gone to it and have good experiences. Yes, yeah, semi-regularly at least, well, that's good. Um, and have had good experiences. Um, there's lots of there's academic accommodation support. Um, there's different centers. Um, I know we're start. There's like a wellness lounge. Um, a lot of programs. I know. I get emails regularly about the Wellness Wednesdays, and there's this whole movement. And we even tried to implement this within the fashion union, um, but just like different events that are happening throughout the week, and specifically on Wednesdays, that are just like take time for yourself. I know they have yoga regularly for free. Um, there's the wellness dogs. Yeah. Um, therapy got, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> They've Which got. I would love if they promote more because I yeah, only never ever find out about them after, after people have posted on their yeah. Instagram yeah. about it, and I'm like, yeah. well, why did I not know this was it's because they only today? tell the course unions, and then yeah. it's that <laughs> that course union's responsibility, like you said, yeah. to like yeah. promote it. But 
I mean, why yeah. can't this university just send it to our personal emails? Clearly, yeah. they have our writers and emails. <laughs> yeah. So silly. Um, there's, I know there's meditation classes. I just saw one that I thought was really interesting about, like, chakra and crystal healing and stuff. Oh, um, cool. So they try and make it real—there's— I just read one that was, I think, the last week's email. And I think they had about three events, that three or four events. They have, like, some free food opportunities. Um, there's a study night um, in the SLC um, where they have food. They have, like, study help. Um, and it's just, like, working together but also, like, having a good environment to do right. so. And they have help for essays and yeah. that kind of thing, too. Um, like workshops I just in the don't SLC. know how there, to so access are, that because, again, mental... no information. Well, is yeah. Yeah, but I think the issue also comes back to is to what you were saying, Alicia, about getting people to come out to these nights. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do we create an environment people to take time for themselves? How yeah. do you convince people that their mental and physical health is more important yeah. than that paper or more important than doing long-term damage to your psyche because you're stressed out all the time or you're, you know, repressing like shitty stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think comes from experience yeah. of just like once you have mental health experiences and understanding like okay i i do need to do this this is important so i think one of the things that we can all kind of agree on is starting the discussion is kind of the biggest kind of way to see these shifts and to improve kind of mental health for all creative people Mm -hmm. um but just to kind of wrap together this very long discussion that we just had (laughs) um some of you out there, your ears might be tired. Um, so kind of Apologies. what can we, like, if we were to sound bite this, what are kind of the top three takeaways that I think people should know? I got to say for me, although a lot of what we're talking about may sound pessimistic, I think there are um, positive things happening. I think, like I was saying before, a lot of changes have happened kind of in our lifetime and in our university career so far. And I think if we keep having this conversation, maybe more things will change. But Alicia just talked about a bunch of really great resources that I think everyone should look into if they need to. I also think what I've taken away most is how interesting it is that once you go through something involving, you know, a change in your mental health, how much more empathetic you are and just how much more you understand before my perspective. changes. Before my dad was sick and in this in the summer, I didn't really understand the like kind of anxiety and depression and after going through that I totally understood now what other people went that like maybe go through more just on a regular day basis um and having a personal experience just makes you empathize more and Mm -hmm. it's never a bad thing you know not to say that you have to have a personal experience to be able to understand mental health yeah but by by having this conversation and talking about it uh talking about what we're experiencing because it's so common for mental health to just like keep it personal, not talk about it to your friends, your family. Which makes it worse. And I've gotten in a habit of just being very open with the fact that, yes, like, I go to therapy. Yes, like, I had these experiences that were stressful Mm -hmm. and not great. Yeah. But I've moved forward and... Um, yeah. And sharing that, and it will help other people. For try, sure. Yeah, trying to create change, um, and just as far as coping with it all goes, just figure out what works for you. Because even like the four of us gave mm-hmm. very different ways yeah. that we cope with it. Mm-hmm. Just figure out what works best for you, and just try to keep with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway too is knowing what resources are out there. So, I mean, people come to Voga, come yeah. to Fashion Night in come to your fashion union like 
or Common whatever program. I mean, every, anybody, every like, campus, every program has these resources. Has yeah. um, I mean, specifically at Ryerson, the RSU has a lot of um, movements going forward. We have like a wellness lounge coming out, mm-hmm. I think, next year. Fingers crossed. Um, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> people, yeah, Anna, you'll be here. You can tell us. People tend <laughs> <Me> to <too. laughs> not um, yeah, want to get involved and be a part of these things that the student unions and the course unions, I don't know why, but they don't like to... I think maybe because we're a commuter school, it's maybe a bit yeah, more difficult, but still. But yeah. like, it's, it's worth it. It, yeah, totally. it makes a difference. You meet more people, first of all, and, and expanding people, your social circle, mm-hmm. it helps with this. Yeah. And if more people join, it'll snowball. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's all do that. And I think we all just need to remember that at the end of the day, um, putting your own mental and physical health yeah. kind of trumps everything. Um, university is typically only four years, so if you do damage to yourself in that short amount of time, it takes a lot longer yeah. to kind of unravel that and, and you get, don't get back to a better place. And it's hard to take that time anyway because then you'll be in a job. So yeah, do it also, now. You need to find small daily ways or weekly ways to kind of keep yourself afloat. Taking your time in university, honestly, I'm taking a fifth year next year, yeah. and that's okay. I yeah, mean, I, I had to get over that fact because I really there's my parents didn't want me to do that. Um, there's kind of a stigma around like taking extra time and I I really didn't want to but once Mm -hmm. I accepted that it was I needed to do it for myself so I didn't go crazy and trying to cram in all these Mm -hmm. these courses in um it's it's worth it to just take your time and like have your experience we're so young also like finishing school at 22 is kind of crazy (laughs) so like (laughs) and think of it this way your parents first don't parents had in the process well think about it this way your parents had a 13th year of high school so we're basically finishing when they did anyway if you take a fifth year so (laughs) social stigma goodbye Um, so I think we'll wrap it up there. That was a really great discussion. Thank you so much, Alicia, for coming and Thank sharing you. all of your <laughs> wonderful knowledge with us. Um, make sure to rate and subscribe our podcast. We are now on iTunes officially. Yay! Um, so you can find us there. You can find us through Anchor FM. As subscribe. always, thank you to Noah at CJRU Yay. for helping us put this all together. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye.